0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Hey, guys, it's me, Cameron, alone for another solo special. I am still in Florida, and right now I'm actually laying in bed with Charlie at my side. So if you hear barking in the middle of this episode, I am blaming him. He's currently heading over to me. What's going on, Chas? Um, okay, for today's non sponsor shout out, small business, I guess. Today's non sponsor small business shout out is what I should have said. I am going to talk quickly about Romer Skincare, which is a new company out of Chicago started by one of my good friends. And I'm really pumped because I now have a discount code to offer you guys 25% off if you use code FreckledFoodie. It's a fully clean three step pro- process with a cleanser, a moisturizer and a like treatment and I will say that it's gender neutral so it's like the first thing I'm turning to when trying to get Joe to like put anything on his skin I think he's really intimidated by female products so by having this in the bathroom it's like an option for him to use if he wants and it doesn't look like extremely feminine at all so if you're trying to get your partner or anyone any male in your life into skincare this is an amazing first step now for today's episode, I am doing a reflection on being my own boss for two years, which is motherfucking crazy. I cannot believe it's been two years. Technically, April 27th was my last day, so it's we're kind of beating or not, I don't know what the saying is, but we're a little bit ahead, but only by a few days. And we release on Wednesdays for the solo special. So just bear with me. Um, I'm going to answer all the questions that you guys submitted. And really, I guess, just reflect on the journey. I don't have any script or talking points in front of me. So we'll see how this all goes. But A lot of questions I received, which I'm not going to like totally dwell on in this episode, were about the process of quitting my job and what I was doing and all of that. So I'm going to link the first solo special I did regarding reflecting on one year of being my own boss. So that episode will be in the show notes. If you haven't listened to it yet, I would recommend stopping this episode and going and listening to that one first, just so you have a timeline of everything that we're talking about. So here we go. Um, what did you do before freckled foodie? So again, I talk a lot about this in the earlier episode, but to just give everyone a quick synopsis in case you listened to the other episode a long time ago when it released, um, I worked at J.P. Morgan in sales and trading on the municipal bond desk right out of college graduation, and I was there for about five years, and I really enjoyed my job. like I loved my team. I had so much fun. There were so many incredible things about it, but I just felt this insane pull to the health and wellness and food space. And it kind of came out of nowhere. It was a lot of health issues that I was struggling with that caused me to try these elimination diets, change my diet, get interested and involved in the kitchen, um, go to IIN, do all of these things. Now looking back, I'm crazy for trying to do 10,000 things at once. I was still working full-time. I was in school on the side online for IIN. I was also planning a wedding with Joe, um, I was like doing breakfast sales every weekend at the beach where I was making breakfast and just like handing them out for free on the streets of Bayhead just so people would know about me, I guess. It was like my own little PR stunt. And I was cooking for all of my friends, meal prepping for them on the weekends, like running a breakfast meal prep delivery service out of my apartment. It's all wild, but it allowed me to now do what I am doing. Um, So that being said, I think it became very clear towards the end of my career at JP that my heart laid more in what I was doing on the side and Freckled Foodie became a passion side project that I never thought could amount to anything to all of a sudden this incredible experience that I wanted to really pursue full time. And I talked more about this in the earlier episode, but I was not making any money with Freckled Foodie whatsoever. So it's not like I had this side business that I could then just kind of jump over to and scale. I was really, I was starting from the ground in the sense of financially, but I obviously had started like my Instagram and blog. I think I probably had like a thousand followers. It wasn't anything dramatic at all. Um, But what really made me take the leap of faith, and I don't think I would have otherwise, was the accident when I got hit by a car, suffered from a pretty bad concussion, and was on um, disability leave, I forget, like medical leave, I guess, um, for two months. And during that time, I began my meditation practice, and all I could do was like journal and talk to people and think about life. And it just became really clear to me that I... Have the opportunity to take this chance. I know what I want to do, and the corporate world is not going anywhere. And so I took the leap of faith. I went back to my job after medical leave, and um, for a week I worked. And then I sat my boss down and was like, Hey, I am quitting, and I'm going to go do this wild thing. And I don't really know what it entails, but I have to do it. Um, He definitely looked at me like I had 10 heads, and that's fine, whatever. But That was April 27th of 2018 and here I am. So someone asked, did you research your career before switching out of corporate life? I definitely met with like a ton of people and asked a lot of questions, but this career is so different. A, I didn't even know what it was gonna be. I left thinking I was gonna be meal prepping for people, which is what I did do for the first six or eight months. Um but I never thought I'd be doing so much so in the content creation space. And so I talked to a few people, but there was never any concrete, you know, this is how you do this. This is how much you charge. This is how much you'll make. It was all just really observations and leaps of faith on my end. And everyone and their mother suggested that I find a job kind of in between the two spaces. And so... They kept telling me go find a job in like the restaurant or food business world and then eventually transition to doing Freckled Foodie full time. But for me, it just felt like I was already putting in as much possible time as I could. I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning, working all night, working all weekend. Um, I just wanted to do it full time. I didn't want to go to another job with probably less pay to still only be able to put in the same amount of hours I was with Freckled Foodie. Um so how much did you save before switching? I talk about this a lot. I don't think it's ever really necessary for me to put a concrete number on it, but I can share you how I got to the amount. Um, I had been saving my whole life without really noticing what I was saving for. I think I just grew up always being told you should never spend all the money you're making. Like my parents are big savers. And so I was saving all of my bonuses and I'm incredibly fortunate to have been at such a successful and well-paid job that the bonuses were the amount that they were. And so I was saving a lot of those, not really knowing what it was for. And I vividly remember now one of my traders, the first year when we got bonuses was like, Cam, I know you probably want to go spend all of this on like new shit and like revamp your wardrobe or whatever, but trust me, save it. Like you don't know what you'll need this for, just save your bonuses. And I'm forever grateful for him because they helped me get here. So I looked at my finances and thought, okay, I I looked at my bills and all of my monthly recurring expenses and, you know electric bills, rent, all of that stuff. And what do I spend on average a month? And how many months can I go without making any money and without like totally spending all of my savings? Because I didn't want to wipe myself out. So I gave myself six months, to then start making money. Um, I was very fortunate. I actually started ma- making money in month one because I didn't have any overhead costs. It's not like I was creating a product where I had to buy, like, eat, well, buy materials, but also like factory. I didn't have to rent out a store. There was none of that. My overhead cost was just me. Um, but that's how I kind of assessed how much I needed to save. And then did you did you feel guilty about taking a pay cut when the decision affected beyond just you? Because at this point, Joe and I were engaged and we were planning on merging all of our finances. I didn't feel guilty in the sense of with Joe. Like I, I never felt guilty in that moment thinking of this affecting Joe. Because I feel like I had been making such great money that I thought I deserved this opportunity. And not that money means everything. But when we look at what was being brought to the table, I felt comfortable being like, I'm going to take six months to try and make this work. Um, However, going forward, like right now, I'm definitely making less than I was at JP. So I'm probably making like, honestly, a third um, all in. And that provides me some guilt now. I've obviously made changes to my lifestyle, but I still sometimes feel a little guilty because, I don't know, it's, it's a mental thing I'm working through with my therapist because I tie a lot of things to finances that I don't think I ever realized I did. Um, at what point in your career did you start to realize that it wasn't what you wanted to do and how did you decide those feelings were valid and account actionable? I noticed when in all of my free time, I was going on like Mind, Body, Green, Well and Good, Eater, Infatuation, other people's blogs, and never once was I looking to learn more about the muni bond industry or the markets. I mean, that's a clear sign for me. Then I kind of looked at, okay, do I respect the management or do I want the job of the person next to me? I didn't. Am I interested in the product that I'm working on? I wasn't. And do I have deep, profound respect for the person leading the charge? Um, at that time, I didn't necessarily want to constantly be under their management. So that was my way of deciding. Um those feelings being valid, I think it was a lot of discussions with Joe and my parents and, like, people who I really care about. And then actionable, I mean, you never really know. Like, when I left, I really didn't fucking know what I was going to do. I had no clue what it would turn out to be. So I think, I, I mean, I obviously acknowledge the insane privilege that in, is involved in this decision with the sense of having the finances to make that decision, also having a family that would support me, God forbid. Um. Oh, there's a lawnmower. I hope you can't hear that. Um, but there's, there's so much privilege that goes into this, and that obviously has to be noticed and acknowledged. But when I felt like they were actionable was when it became less of like, should I do this? Do I want to do this? To I can't not do this. For me, it felt like every... Now it's really loud. Hold on. For me, it felt like every time I opened a door, there were 10 doors behind it that I wanted to open and I just didn't have the time and I needed to give myself the opportunity to open those doors and find out what was behind them. Now, some questions about like my current job. Do you worry about running out of the same drive and motivation? Honestly, sometimes yes, but then I also think about the fact that so much is evolving all the time and there are always these new things and each new thing excites me so much that I want to work on it. And so I kind of keep faith in the fact that that will just continue. How did you find a routine and how did you stick to it? I am still working on this. It's really interesting because I never thought quarantine would be the thing that like provided me with a routine, but I am just trying to figure out what works for me. I think for so long, I like beat myself up on the idea that I had to be working same hours as I was previously, but that wasn't really fair to me because, you know, I refu- I was so hard on myself about like going to any type of an appointment during the day because I wouldn't have done that if I was at JP. But at the same time, like at JP, I left at 5.15 and I was done for the day. I didn't work at all on the weekends. And that has never been the case since I started doing this full time. So I started giving myself some leeway with certain aspects of that and like wiggle room and just being kinder to myself about scheduling things throughout the day when I needed to because... I'm still working all night and all weekend. So I'm figuring out my routine a lot. Um, I'm really trying to set boundaries. That's something I'm constantly working on because it's really easy for me as like a type A want to do everything person to just never stop. And I'm really trying to end my work days and like enjoy my time with my husband and Charlie. How did you prioritize what to do when first starting a business? for me, I like laid out a groundwork plan kind of of okay here 's what I potentially want to offer here 's what I want to do, and then I just reached out to everyone and their mothers and it kind of became like a spider web and then I assess like obviously you have to build a website before you can offer certain things, and i 'm big on the back end work, so I put a lot of work on the back end before anything actually like is shown in the public if that makes sense. How do you scale? This is something I'm constantly trying to think about. Um, I think it's easier, not easier, but I think that there are different types of online businesses that have the availability to scale at a rate that consumers will, I guess, consume easier, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if you're a fitness instructor, you can do an online platform. And I'm trying to figure out what that looks like for me. So I don't have the answer. I wish I did. And this is my favorite question. And I, I totally understand why people ask this. Um, I get asked it a ton. How do you make money? So I guess we should walk through this from the beginning. Um, I have different streams of income. So on one side, there's my health coaching business, which I still practice on and off and offer services. Um, so there's health coaching and then also like kitchen audits, um, cooking classes, like those types of in-person services that I offer. Um, there are affiliates. So links that I have that like are either direct links or a discount code that you guys are using. I heavily rely on my community obviously for this income and that drives a percentage of the sales to return back to me. So like all any clothing that's like a swipe up link that's through like a reward style or affiliates like a dry farm wine or a butcher box or a sakara, like a percentage of those sales are coming back to me because I'm working as like their advertiser. So affiliates is another one. Um, Talent is another one, which is weird for me to call it that, but that's just what it is. Um, If I'm doing certain projects with either like online websites or places like you know I've commercial work that i've done or um streaming services that kind of stuff that's like a talent fee and then obviously the largest one is collaborations and so mainly that's through my instagram but also on my podcast um so anytime you see like a sponsored or hashtag ad on any post or story or podcast episode that's something that i'm being paid for and i think it's taken a long time for me to like get comfortable with that um more like around the rate, because for me, I didn't come from an advertising world. I just kind of got plopped into all of this. And so being comfortable stating my rate and like saying what I'm worth has been a very interesting experience. That has been a very large um, lesson. And then do you have any others on your team? So for a very long time, I thought about hiring someone. And then I was like, I can't afford to hire someone. I'm just trying to figure out how to pay myself um it became very clear to me that i was doing so many things at once that i want to work smarter not harder and in order to grow i had to have people help me because i was spending all of my day editing podcasts doing the notes like editing all different things researching things um graphic design like there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes and for me to efficiently grow and like show up where I want to show up and put in the time where I want to learn how to do things and create actual content. I wanted to bring on people. And so when I posted about bringing on an intern, um, I was honestly blown away by the amount of applicants I got. And I ended up interviewing like 15 of the 150 or however many people applied. I think it was somewhere near there. Um, and I really liked a lot of them, and I started to notice that they all had interests in different things. And so, moral of the story, I ended up building a team of six incredible ladies, um, mostly based out of New York, and. I call them, we call ourselves, I guess, like a little FF army. And they all work on separate things. It's like small asks per week, but they're all delegated certain aspects of running Freckled Foodie. So whether it's running the FF and Friends pod Instagram, um, doing the show notes for the podcast, helping me research guests, helping me book guests, all of that. Mostly it's honestly focused on the podcast. Um, I still run like all of the Instagram by myself, but that is the team. It rules. I'm going to do more on them, more to come. Um, And then like reflecting on the whole thing. So do you think being your own boss has helped with your mental and physical health? Yes and no. I think it's really interesting because I talk about this a lot with my mom. I think I was more stressed mentally at my old job, but I'm definitely more anxious now. I mean, Now I'm like on medication, so I'm less anxious than I was caught six months ago. But this job definitely makes me more anxious than my old job because of all of the unknown. And that's a huge trigger for me. And even just the sense of like, you're responsible for everything. So when there's a day and I just want to like lay on the couch and do nothing, i.e. this entire quarantine, I'm responsible. Like I'm not going to get paid and I can't afford to not get paid or like have any work for however long that is and so there's always that voice in the back of my head that's like nope get up you have to do something you have to do this you have like you're responsible for finding your work and then also executing it and I think the finding it is the most interesting aspect that I've struggled with because I'm someone that loves to just do things like if I have a to-do list I will get it done but it can be so overwhelming of figuring out what to put on that to-do list when it feels like there's so much to do if that makes sense um Physical health, I think, I don't really know if it's affected, honestly. It's not like I have much more time than I spend working out or doing anything else. I feel like it's pretty much the same. How do you think you've grown in the past year? And how did the second year differ from the first? I think I've grown a lot in a business aspect, like state of mind. I don't think I thought of my company as a business for so long in the first year because I was still figuring out like what I was even doing, obviously. Um, I think the second year I've really grown in the sense of like being confident with what I'm doing and owning it. I struggled for a long time in the beginning of saying what I did. If someone asked me what my job was, I, I kind of felt embarrassed by it, which is so funny because I left such an incredible job to pursue it. I don't know why I would ever be embarrassed by it, but I was. Um, and I think now I have a lot of confidence saying what I do and I'm, I'm really proud of it, which is an amazing feeling. And I think I've grown a lot in that way. I think I've grown a lot in the ability to disconnect at some part at some points from my work. I think in the beginning I was so like, oh my God, it, it was so enthralling and exciting and new. Like every DM I got and every comment I got and I wanted to share everything. And I think now I'm really working on and getting better, hopefully, on boundaries and, you know, what I let get to me and what I just kind of brush off my shoulder, which is something I'm always working on. Um and also the second year differed from the first in the sense of I feel like I had so many more opportunities. The first year was a lot of building the groundwork and reaching out to brands and figuring out what I was even offering. And I think this past year has been navigating a lot of the inbound and outbound. And I mean, I I obviously thought that this would happen, but to be in a place to turn down a lot of opportunities is, is I guess, it's not rewarding because I don't want to be like turning down everything, but it's confirming that I'm doing the right thing. What is the most important lesson you've learned? Um, That it's a long play and there's no such thing as like instant gratification. I am someone who wants to see results like right away. And so for me, I have to continuously remind myself that like everything will work out when it's meant to work out and it doesn't have to happen right away. And that goes with like potential partnerships. That goes with, different projects I want to work on that goes with the following like it's not just going to happen overnight nothing really does even overnight success stories just look overnight they're not overnight and so I'm constantly reminding myself that and really trying to calm myself in that way because I get really ahead of myself mentally and I just want everything right away and I'm constantly working on that aspect and also I think an important lesson is being kinder to myself in the sense of comparing that was something that was really hard for me the first year. I think I struggled with it more than I guess I noticed at the time. It's really easy in this business to see everyone else's success because Instagram is a highlight reel. And so you're being thrown, it's being thrown in your face at all times. Um, not to anyone's shame. That's just what Instagram is. And you know, the, Partnerships are very public and the following number is right there. And so it's really easy to say, oh, my God, if they have that, then I won't get it. And I'm continuously working on reminding myself of the idea of abundance and that just because someone else has something doesn't mean I can't also have something. What area do you think you've grown the most in over the past two years? I guess kind of everything I just said, being kinder to myself, um, a business state of mind, and also I think I've like elevated my content, which has been really fun for me to watch when I like reflect and look back. What is your favorite and least favorite part about being your own boss? My favorite part is hands down the impact I feel like I'm having on the community. I save and screenshot like hundreds of DMs and put them in this happy folder for from ever having a down day. Um, I think hearing back from people and saying, Like you opened up about this and it helped me so much because of XYZ. That to me is reassuring and why I'm doing everything I'm doing. And really I just want to make people feel less alone and connect with more people and build this community. And I feel a level of such insane Gratitude and satisfaction when I hear from these people and how I'm helping them, and so that's definitely my favorite part. Um, my least favorite part is probably that the boss is always watching because I'm the boss, and there's always that small voice in my head of like telling me I should be doing something if if I'm not. Um, so I'm constantly working on like learning how to relax and just be. And also, the least favorite part is probably the unpredictability. I'm trying to flip that script and make it like, this is so exciting that there's so much out there that I don't know about. But to be honest, my gut reaction is like, holy fucking shit, this is terrifying that I don't know what's happening next month or in three months or six months or a year or five years. Um, So I'm always trying to rewire my brain, but that's just how it is right now. Do you worry that you will ever have to go back to the corporate world? Honestly, I don't know how I ever could if we're being transparent. Like now I feel my life is just so different. I cannot fathom going back to my old job and like sitting there and doing all of those things and having those levels of heightened stress and just insanity. I really, I can't believe I did it. I honestly, it blows my mind. It feels like a different life to me. Um, I guess I don't worry that I'll ever go back to the corporate world because if I have to go back to the corporate world, world, then that just means that, you know, that's what my next agenda is and that I have to, and that's fine. But I don't, I'm not actively going to pursue going back, if that makes sense. Um, and if you could have one thing from your job, what would it be? I mean, I hate to say it, but obviously the pay is number one. Um, but then uh, really also the consistency And that goes with the pay, but also vacation days, like having that consistent structure and, you know, healthcare and maternity leave, like that's something I think about all the time. I am so afraid for what that's going to look like for me. And I know it'll be really difficult for me to handle. And I really took that entire situation for granted of like, oh, a check just appears in your bank account every other week for payroll and you get paid time off. And we had mandated two weekers and you get, you know, maternity leave, all these things and sick days. I definitely took that for granted. And I also miss a team. Like that's why I built my team. I felt really lonely with what I was doing. And I think it's really easy to go down this like whole, you put on these blinders. And if you think this idea is right, you just go for it. And sometimes you, I mean, most of the time you need to bounce ideas off of other people and like get their opinions and get their feedback. And I think it was just very isolating to work by myself, especially coming from such an extremely team oriented job where, you know, people talk about like wearing headphones at work. I would have been, they would have been ripped out of my ear within five seconds. Um, you sit, on top of each other, you talk all day long and you know every detail about everyone's life. And I was the type of person that would like walk the floor of our group all day. and Be like, what's everyone doing? What are your plans for tonight? What'd you do this weekend? What are you having for lunch? Like I loved connecting with people. And while I get to do that with thousands of you every day, it it's behind a screen and it's just different. I mean, it'll never compare. And so I really do miss the team aspect. Like I think about it all the time. Sometimes I would love to just like get to go back to the trading floor to like hang out with my group during lunch hour so I can just like bother everyone because I was that like annoying girl that just never left anyone alone. But I guess that's not happening. So that's probably what I, I don't know, I just got really nostalgic, kind of like teary eyed thinking about them. I really do miss them. um Those are all the questions you guys submitted. I hope, I mean, that was really fun for me because I honestly can't believe it's been two years when I think back, like, to the version of myself that was like kicking her ass left, right and every angle possible to try and make this happen. I am really proud that it did happen. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm proud of myself, which is an incredible, I feel like I'm going to cry. What the fuck is going on? I'm on my periods. I'm very emotional. Um, no, but I feel like it was a really incredible Journey that I've been on, and I guess I'm just starting. Um, so I thank each and every one of you listening to this episode because, because of you, you have made it possible. You are part of my community, who I love and admire and cherish daily. And because of you, I'm able to do all of this. So honestly, thank you. And a lot of people ask, like, how can I help as part of your community, especially right now? I think people you know, small businesses are really hurting obviously during everything that's going on right now. And it's weird to call myself a small business, but I think a lot of these people are struggling as well because a ton of partnerships have been put on hold. So to help anyone that you love, that you follow on any type of like social media platform, I would say the best thing to do is to engage. So like comment is huge. Um, you know, use their links if you're buying something that you know they have codes for, for the podcast. It helps so much if you guys can rate and review. That's like, first of all, I love reading the reviews so much, but it also helps me a lot when talking with potential sponsors and like potential guests. Um, Obviously spread the word about Freckled Foodie, duh. That's like number one, and then just like continue to engage and message me. I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing what you guys want to hear more of, even what like you don't want to hear more of. I'm open. I like having those discussions. Again, thank you. This has been such a fun ride and I am excited for the future with all of you. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there, at Freckled Foodie.